0: No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Know House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription.
1: Here we go on another edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. This is Ben Brown. We're going to talk about some college football betting, the last few probably remaining bets still available at books. I'm going to touch on a couple of the marquee matchups, then discuss my favorite DFS plays before getting into some prize picks options based off my college fantasy projections. At the end, I'm going to wrap up with some of my favorite derivative bets for college football that went 4-0 on the tweet I sent last week. Saturday, but 5-0 and on podcast picks that I gave out last week, so you did get one bonus pick if you decided to tune into the PFF Daily Betting podcast last week, so along with my Friday fade of Tulane that unfortunately didn't come to fruition, we are 8-2 and two on the season to start for college football derivative bets, so let's dive in. Honestly, a lot of the value has left the market for college football this Saturday. I like South Carolina early in the week at plus 145 on the Monday line, but that has kind of been pounded down pretty heavily to plus 125. It would be break even right around plus 135, but we don't really have a defined edge any longer at this current number. One of my favorite bets was also on the Cincinnati Bearcats and we unfortunately lost that matchup as well for both the DFS play and written bet play. The only other written play I had this week was at UTSA. The market moved against me slightly, so at plus 8 against army, I do think the Roadrunners have some value here still. UTSA uses a split quarterback approach, but Lowell Narcisse has started to see more passing game opportunities. He made the most of his chances last week, though, posting a 92 PFF passing grade for his efforts. This should allow him to receive even more work in week 7, which will boost this passing offense above their current expectation. I don't think the market is fully priced in this situation with one more week of quality quarterback play, most likely leading to an adjustment for UTSA in the betting market. My money is on them actually playing quite well this week, so at plus 8, I do definitely think they're viable. It's been kind of interesting because the market has kind of been against me. I do think that Army basically has 54% of the cash price, 58% of the ticket price, so it seems like maybe if there was a public side in this matchup, it would be on Army a little bit, so I don't mind taking UTSA here. Our green line model has UTSA covering at 53.2% of the time, which does offer about 2% worth of value, so I definitely think they're a viable play. We actually have a little bit more value on that money line at plus 255. So if you're looking for more of a home run swinger, looking to go big or go home, I don't mind UTSA's money line uh, odds at this point in time either. But I do think that they kind of match up pretty well here against Army. I do think that they have you know the run defense basically to slow down Army's option attack. Of course, Army runs 81% of their offensive plays are rushing attempts. So I do think that if UTSA can kind of be solid in their gaps and play well against that option attack, then I do think that they're going to play well here enough on Saturday to cover. There are a few other viable spots opening up because of market movement. I think most of the quality bets still according to Greenland are on the total market. Two that may be playable from the ACC are the under in North Carolina versus Florida State. I think we've seen um, basically 91% of the cash and 81% of the tickets on the over. Um, So I do think that just from that perspective, we're kind of fading the market here. But at that 64 point total, I do think that we could see um, Florida State essentially struggle a little more. I know they have the ninth ranked offense according to our opponent adjusted grade so um, I don't mind kind of fading Florida State here and by doing that I think you can buy into the under and I do think that's definitely a viable play the one other one that we have is Boston College at Virginia Um, this is kind of another spot where the cash and ticket percentages are heavily skewed towards the over. I think you're obviously going to run into that a lot, definitely at the college football level. I know we see it a lot at the NFL level as well, but we do have a higher percentage of the cash actually on the over than what we would have compared to what we get on the ticket. I think the cash price is at 88% on the over. Tickets are more like 81%, so um, we might be fading the like maybe sharp or quote-unquote bigger bettors in this scenario, but I do think it's still probably a viable play here at 64.5. So um, our Green Line model does give that under 1.2% value. So I think it's an okay play, but again, I'm a little hesitant to bet um, unders, especially in college football, especially with the way 2020 has gone so far with, you know, the offensive explosion that we've seen in a number of overs hit, especially at the NFL level, but it has happened as well in college. So um, just a few things to consider basically before placing your bets coming up here on saturday we also have to talk about the marquee sec matchup between fourth ranked georgia and second ranked alabama the spread has continued to move in favor of georgia off of an opening touchdown spread down to minus 4.5 for the crimson tide the cash and ticket percentages are surprisingly split which makes this last line movement somewhat perplexing and could possibly be related to nick saban's status I think if you are backing the underdog Georgia at this point, you should take them probably on the money line, where Green Line finds the smallest of edges at plus 165. It is not a spot I'm that excited about, however, as I think the Crimson Tide should be getting more love from the betting markets. Mac Jones has been absolutely lights out. He has the highest percentage of positive graded throws among Power 5 quarterbacks. His receivers have the second highest PACR in the entire country, which is a way to measure how many air yards are converted into receiving yards by measuring yards after the catch. Their receiving core lost two first round talents last year and still looks like it could easily be the best unit in the country. I know Green Line has no play on the spread and slightly on Georgia on the money line, but I cannot get behind betting Georgia. I think this is simply going to be a great game, and maybe we get a few derivative options, but at this point it doesn't seem like there's too many worthwhile betting opportunities opening up. Let's move on to a little bit of DFS action for the main slate. We have eleven games coming up after two essentially got cancelled because or postponed because of covid four games are at 53.5 totals or below and are basically unplayable from a dfs perspective except for maybe a wide receiver dart throw or something in there only four games have a total of 60 or greater but two of those have spreads of over two touchdowns i think it's quite clear the optimal game stacks are mississippi at arkansas and ucf at memphis i do think that you know the dfs market is also going to see that and understand that probably you know be all over these two matchups as well. I think if I had to choose one, I would take the group of five matchup that I think gets over the lofty total. I do like you know, a Dylan Gabriel, Marlon Williams, and Sean Dyke game stack, and I do think it's probably definitely viable. I am interested to see what the ownership is like on that particular stack, but I think I'm hoping that more eyeballs are drawn to the Mississippi-Arkansas game and that UCF Memphis maybe goes um, under the radar a little bit more, but that could be just wishful thinking on my end. I do think Kellen Mund is also, once again, popping up in my projections and could be a more under-the-radar game stack, given how much volume could be happening in their matchup against Mississippi State. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are, of course, viable, but do they get a full game's worth of action? That's always you know kind of been their question, especially when they're playing some of the lesser teams here in the ACC. So I still think that they're um, great plays but that game could easily get out of hand quickly and green leans slightly under for that total so i do think that looking elsewhere is probably um the best play in this regard Marlon williams is the top blow-up candidate in my model as well so i think loading up on him in all formats is definitely a viable option tomorrow i do think that he's you know worthwhile in a game stack i think if you're maybe not necessarily looking into dylan gabriel and Marlon williams is a stack and sean dyke behind or somebody else basically from um, memphis that i do think Marlon williams is still that guy that you would want to get in at that wide receiver position i do think that um his upside is basically unmatched on this like coming up tomorrow elijah moore and shy smith they've been on my blow-up model um some more basically at more than marley williams basically has um shy smith's definitely performed and i do think they are probably like the next two best options as far as blow-up odds go but they are definitely um significantly behind williams in this category so i do think um marley williams would definitely be that top choice elijah moore shy smith probably a step or one or two steps below um what Marlon williams is able to offer i think if you're looking in more of that mid price range seth williams and sam james they do offer some value um if you're looking to get just a little bit of salary savings and i do think further down i do like sam crawford and michael young they're both popping up in the blowout model once again um josh johnson and caleb chapman i do think are i guess viable options as as mid price options so um you know Obviously, if they're mid-priced, they're probably mid-priced for a reason. But I do think that they are potentially playable uh, down here in that three thousand dollars salary range. So, Josh Johnson and Caleb Chapman. If I was doing a couple of dart throws, um, trying to squeeze in a lot of those high-end players coming up here, I do think I would probably try and get one of them in my lineup. Now, to touch on one of my favorite parts about Saturdays is Prize Picks. It's a site that lets you parlay different fantasy performances, and if you use uh, sign up promo code under PFF, we can get you some free money to begin wagering with. I think um, there are definitely some viable plays coming up here on Saturday at Prize Picks. My first one that I really like, Travis ET, and I think he is in a smash spot. Spa, smash spot. I am taking him over 26 fantasy points. My fantasy projections have him closer to 31 fantasy points, especially if he gets that full game's worth of runs. So I definitely think he is viable to go over 26, even if he gets, you know, basically taken out halfway through the fourth quarter or something like that so i do think that he's probably the play i would definitely fade trevor lawrence and side with travis Etienne in this matchup the other one that i have riding with um shy smith i've gone you know to him basically before but over 18.5 fantasy points i think he is um once again on the blow-up model he's basically been living there all year my projections have him close to 22 fantasy points which I think gives him you know enough wiggle room basically to get over this 18.5 so I definitely think those are probably the two best options to lock in for your prize picks bets here coming up on Saturday. Uh, The final segment I guess we can wrap up with before we head into uh, you know sweating out our bets is basically a little bit of derivatives action I know this has been uh, pretty hot to start the season the first one I'm kind of targeting North Texas over 14.5 first-half points. Both of these teams are dead last in Conference USA either rankings. The defenses also sit basically dead last in the same spot, according to our opponent adjusted grades. We actually have the mean green offense as the fourth best unit in this conference. So that total has kind of got inflated. I do think that 67% of the cash um, is on the over green line does lean towards the over as well, and we also kind of lean towards North Texas covering here at plus 6, so I think an alternate approach, especially since they're not really on a, you know, that plus 7, plus 7.5 situation anymore, I do think an alternate approach besides just taking their money line would be to take either their first half or full game total, and I do kind of like that first half team total, so North Texas over 14.5 first half points I think is definitely a viable derivative bet. Another one that I like, I'm going back to the well. This worked out for me last week, and I'm kind of in that Clemson defense, but Georgia Tech under 7.5 first half points. Uh, Clemson defense hasn't let me down yet. I don't think they're going to in this spot either. I have a hard time, you know, seeing this game getting wild at any sort of point. So I do think that uh, Clemson is definitely going to be able to lock Georgia Tech down, especially in the first half. So I don't really think uh, you're going to see the Yellow Jackets scoring too many points here. My last derivatives bet, kind of like South Alabama under 14.5 first half points. Their opponent-adjusted grades have them ninth in the Sun Belt, one spot behind Texas, Texas State, who they're matching up with. Texas State defense is also in the top half of the conference on our opponent-adjusted defensive grades. Um, it has been a long layoff for South Alabama, and I think they kind of maybe start off just a little slower than what the market currently projects. I know they are getting Desmond Trotter back, and they should be potentially more efficient offensively with him back in the lineup but I don't expect to see that happen right away to start the game so I do like South Alabama under 14.5 first half points so those are my three derivative bets hope they you know do as well as they did last week we got to 5-0 and last week hopefully we can keep the good times rolling here again so um that's really been it unfortunately the market is a little tough right now on the game totals spread and money line and you know totals basically for all games so um we'll see if we can get some more action early in the week coming up here next week but there's just not a ton of value opening up too much in the market at this point in time. So That'll be a wrap on another edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast, the Saturday edition college football. We touched a little bit on you know the college football action, a little DFS chat, we got some prize pick plays in, uh, and we touched on a few of our couple of the best derivative bets. So The A-team is back tomorrow for a Sunday-filled edition of the player props coming up for the NFL, so make sure you tune in. This is, once again, Ben Brown. You can hit me up on Twitter, PFF underscore Ben Brown with any questions. Thank you. Bye.